0: As part of Ferrari Fridays, William Ross from the Exotic Car Marketplace will be discussing all things Ferrari and interviewing people that live and breathe the Ferrari brand. Topics range from road cars to racing, drivers to owners, as well as auctions, private sales, and trends in the collector market. everyone and welcome to the ferrari marketplace podcast my name is william and i'll be your host uh narrator um guess whatever you want to call me That during that episode i guess what i'm doing interviewing or talking about so i guess i'll be wearing many different hats right so anyways i want to get introduce you guys to myself and uh what we're going to be doing with the ferrari marketplace uh you know trying to get this you know up and running you know, I have big plans hopefully uh, going forward here we can make it all come to fruition. But you know, plan on doing here is with the marketplace website itself, as you can see, you know, we handle some private client sales and whatnot. Uh, but what I want to do is expanding on the site itself, but one, I want to start. I want to start doing these podcasts. Uh, get out there with these podcasts. I want to you know do interviews, talk to people that are in the industry, people that work in the dealers, you know, drivers, racers, you know, anyone that's got some affiliation or you know just lives and breathes Ferrari, you know. So. As anyone out there listening, if, if you want to uh, chit-chat a little bit about the Ferrari brand itself and, and what you do in it, uh, shoot me an email, uh, drop me a line, and let me know because uh, we'll get you on here, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So, But the other step I want to do is also I'm going to start doing some YouTube videos also, get on that train, and start doing some things. I'm going to get started right off the bat uh, next week. I am headed down to Florida to go to the Cavalino Classic that starts next week. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with that. I'm sure many of you are, but that's going to be an outstanding event. Uh, They put on a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal event down there for this thing. And this year, since it's the 75th anniversary of Ferrari, they have uh, something special planned on the 22nd in regards to, now I don't know if they're going to have 75 one from every year or what i don't know but they're supposed to have like 75 ferraris lined up and i'm assuming it's going to be you know one from every year one from the genre or whatnot but i mean there's going to be a collection of some absolutely gorgeous cars down there so i'm going to get some video of that talk to some owners uh see if we can you know dig up down there but i'm also going to go over to i don't know if any of you or been to heard of you know going on their website but the revs institute this is a phenomenal facility down in naples florida uh, they have, I think, not if not one of the largest or the largest collection of auto memorabilia in regards to, um, I guess you would say, literature, uh, history, uh, documentation. Uh, they're very, very high on keeping all that stuff intact and trying to keep it in one place. And, you know, actually, as long as you set up time, you're actually people allowed to come down utilize it for a project what have you go through it you know obviously depending on the age and whatnot you know taking good care with your hands and you you don't want to get oily stuff and that wearing gloves and what have you but um those guys down there phenomenal so actually i'm going and be down there on thursday my first day i'm just going to fly in and shoot right over to the revs and uh, do a little walk-through. It'll be the first time I've ever been there, but you know, checking things out on their website, you know, it looks like it's going to be phenomenal. They got some awesome, awesome cars there, and these guys do some fabulous stuff down there. So, I'm hoping to uh, talk with a few of those guys there also, and do that. So, but that's kind of what I'm trying to get going here with the website. I kind of want to be all encompassing. You know, uh, you know everything Ferrari. I know there's a bunch out there, but I'm, i I I kind of want to make it a little more personable you know you know i want everyone to kind of be able to feel us you know there's lots of things we could do you know shoot me your ideas you know if you have some thoughts whatnot let me know um you know test them out and see what we can do you know i just all of us out there very passionate about the brand and you know we always want to kind of be part of it somehow some way you know not many of us are fortunate enough to be in a tax bracket where we can afford to have a ferrari you know let alone some people out there that got multiple ones so you know us people that are in that boat Hey, this is a way we can be part of the Ferrari family, I guess, so to speak. So, But anyway, uh, I guess what I want to get into, I guess, in this first episode to uh, break the ice, whatever, break the champagne bottle against the ship and get going with this. Uh, with the big thing, you know, this is Ferrari's 75th anniversary. So they've been around for 75 years. You know, the big guy uh, started this shindig back in 1947. And, you know... Obviously, it was an interesting road how he got to there. I'm sure many of you are very, very familiar with his uh, whole backstory and everything, how he got, you know, obviously, you know, starting young. And, uh, you know, he was actually started at, um, uh, was that, CMN. And, you know, just kind of actually, as they keep putting it, you look at stuff, it says parts, cars into trucks the small cars, something along those lines. But anyways, you know, uh, then moving over to Alfa Romeo. And, you know, obviously when he started there, he just, you know, started to work his way up. But that's where they actually started the famous Scuderia Ferrari name. You know, if obviously they were running Alfa Romeos, but, you know, they were using that because it was under his kind of, you know, race shop, so to speak. So he was able to do that and get out there and races his Alfa Romeos and uh, they were actually very successful. You know, um, he did very well. He raced a little bit when he was younger, but, you know, once he started doing this, yeah, I guess, you know, we'd say he found his niche in regards to how he could handle stuff. So, you know, he started running the team and then, you know, some things happened because the Alfa Romeo wanted to, I guess, have more control over it as this usually happens. You know, something someone makes something successful, someone bigger wants to come and take it away from you. So, but part of the, I guess, separation agreement was, you know, he couldn't, uh, was it four years or five years, I believe it was, that, no, he wasn't allowed to have his own race team like that, so he uh, just started making car parts and whatnot and setting himself up, because he had his plan, he knew what he was going to do, he he wanted to build race cars. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the war came, so he kind of got forced into doing stuff for that regime that was in charge there, and, but... On the plus side of it, it really kind of helped set him up going forward. I mean, even though his facilities got bombed out a couple times and he had to rebuild, um, but it was kind of setting him up, you know, for the future to start building the race cars he wanted. Now, one of the big things, you know, that his accountants were trying to get across to him, um, as we all know, is, you know, he wasn't so much about road cars he really could care less about them. He was more about all his race cars. He just wanted to go out and race and win. But, you know, they kind of talked to him and let him know, say, look, Enzo, you really need to build road cars to fund all your race cars so because prize money and that stuff back then was very basically non-existent so that's not going to be a way you're going to be able to fund building on um, you know all these race cars and as everyone knows out back then is you know technology and everything was just jumping as leaps and bounds it was how fast it was growing so you have something you know and a year or two later that thing was so obsolete you know they it was just basically considered scrap or junk you know um as we all know hindsight be twenty twenty, but I was gonna go back in time in the time machine. We all be jumping on buying these, you know, old uh, the and get ourselves on some uh, GTOs and whatnot and uh stash away somewhere and come back to the now time. It'd be all very, very fat and happy. So but anyways, you know, so he got himself going and uh, you know, once everything was over, he came out, you know, his first car was that 125S. Um, very, you know, very, very nice little compact car. I'm gonna say compact car, but you know, v12 and that thing you know he was a big big advocate of the v12 i mean it was very small v12 that was the one thing about displacement was very small and you know these pistons were super tiny on this you know it was kind of crazy if you would have seen it but you know hey you know he, he got him going to where uh hey got the whole thing set up and got him prepared and where we're at today so and as we all know kind of whole story going along and how everything progressed uh You know, with his life, you know, he had a son, Dino, who unfortunately passed away at a very young age, you know, from muscular dystrophy. Um, And, you know, they had the Dino, uh, came out. So it really wasn't, didn't come out under the Ferrari brand. But, you know, eventually it would be considered, now it's considered, it's a Ferrari. Hey, it was basically everything. It it just wasn't built the Ferrari factory or anything like that. But, you know, it's a gorgeous car. Now, I've tried to get in one because I was, afforded the opportunity to drive one one time, but I couldn't even fit in it. I'm a bit on the taller side. I'm a little over 6'1", and I just couldn't do it, and I wasn't going to try to attempt it because last thing I wanted to do was uh, trash this person's um, car, wrecking their gearbox, trying to get the clutch to work. anything. Because just my legs were just wrapped around the steering wheel. It just was not very comfortable, but super gorgeous car. Um, Very enjoyable, and everyone, you know, obviously, anyone who's driven it or, you know, seen it whatnot, it's an absolutely awesome little car. Um, but then, obviously, you know, say we got to the '70s, '80s, everything's going through. And now, kind of a little side note: I, I must—I'd be one of the weirdos out there, but I'm a big fan of the 412. uh I, I don't know, I, it's something about it. I just really like that kind of look to it. And I, you know, um one of these days, if I can uh drum up enough cash, I'm going to buy myself one of those in a manual. Because I do know something about it. I just really like them. I think it's kind of a unique car. It's a four-seater, whatnot. It's kind of under the radar. Um, no, most people wouldn't realize it or seeing that that actually wasn't Ferrari, but I don't know something about it. I just really like, I dig them. So hey, but that's just me. I'm just a little bit on, on the outside. So, but let's kind of talk about what they're going to be doing uh, this year for the 70th anniversary and you know where things are headed, what they kind of got going on. Now we know they've already dropped the 296, so basically that is, or I guess you would say, you know, it's kind of the spiritual successor to the Dino. Um, I can't really, I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm hoping to get an opportunity down at uh, Cavalino to be able to uh, either drive one or at least go for a drive-in one. Um, I've talked to a couple people that hopefully are going to set me up. I haven't got word back yet, but hopefully if I do, I'll get video of, uh, of that. But that is such an awesome car. You know Everything I read about it, You know it's it's very deceptive and deceiving photos because it's not actually that big, but man, it's got a ton of power. Man, that thing's going to get up and go. And so I'm looking really, really forward to be able to go out and check out this car. Um, you know, it's just absolutely beautiful. So that's going to be one of my things I'm looking forward to when I get down there, amongst everything else. But I suppose it also now is in the works, and I think it's going to come out this year in 2022. Is they're working on the, um, I would say convertible Targa, whatever you want to call it for that. Uh, they'll be coming out with it uh, for this year. It's you know kind of been under wraps, but that's supposedly one of the things that they're going to drop for this year um is putting that as a drop top for that car which it's going to look really really cool with that thing being that way um or if it's even it's just kind of that target top look like how the old dinos were just that target look to it it's really cool you know i mean you know just a little wind in your hair you know to me i think you know it's nice and this day and age they can build those cars so rigid you won't even know that anything's missing on the top you know back in the day as many of you are probably aware is you know those when you had the Convertible top those man that cow shake you'd get on those things was just absolutely crazy and drive you nuts going down the road so but you know this day and age they're able to do everything they can and whatnot with those things so um, I'm excited to see that Um, but the other big thing you know and something that they said they were never 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 gonna do and you know, old Luca Di Banza de Bello, you know, I'm hacking up his name, my apologies, but you know, I just don't speak Italian. But, anyways, you know, swore up and down, left and right. They will, Ferrari will never produce an SUV. It's just not in our DNA. There's just no way we're sports guy, blah, blah. Well, as we all have seen, the spy photos and stuff I posted on there that Pierre was saying is coming out, it's supposed to come out this year. Is that supposed to be, um, was it late spring, early summer? it's supposed to drop. Now, it looks pretty cool from the spy shots. I mean, it's hard to tell because it got all the camouflage on it. But it, it's looking like it's going to be kind of interesting. Now, you know, a lot of people are thinking that it's just going to kind of be a blown-up, um, stretched-out, or I guess, how would you say, you know, I'm going to say the FF or the Lusso. Um, you know, but looking at it, I don't get that impression. You know, it doesn't seem to be as like as long and as that. Um, it's it just seems like it's more squatty short you know um i want to say not you know station wagon-esque but you know it's not going to be something big and bulky like those butt-ass ugly you know bentley bentagias or whatever and the rolls royce Cullen. and those things are so ugly i don't know about you guys man those things i i baffles me <laughs> seeing some of those driving around and people spend the money on those things i mean i don't That that's just me personally Hey, you know what, they're they're built phenomenal, everything like that. They're people buying and whatnot, but I just don't get it. You know, to me, a Rolls Royce, a Bentley, you know, that's a that's a just a big four door sedan, driving in comfort. And, you know, that's just that's my my personal choice. And I don't know how everyone else fits there, let me know. Drop me a note down there, tell me what you guys think on that. But anyways, you know, so I'm kinda of looking forward to see that coming out. Um, you know, I highly doubt they're gonna have something down the canoe I would. There's no way they would. I mean, I know, maybe we will be surprised. Maybe we'll have a big uh, surprise uh, showing done or something for it. But if they do, hey, I'll get some uh, photos of it and uh, spin them around. But, you know, like I said, I- I'm curious to see when that thing drops. Uh, I would assume here, you know, how they do it, they get the you know prototypes that are just about ready for production out there in the hands of you know, a lot of these magazines and whatnot to start testing. So maybe hopefully here we'll see something coming up in the next couple months actual uh, people that are not from ferrari themselves out there test driving and get the impressions on it and see so but you know everyone's gonna say oh it's blasphemy it's going against me but you know what it's gonna sell like hotcakes and it's just gonna be that much more added to the bottom line of ferrari and hey god bless them you know but i'm curious to know is how many you know if they're gonna limit it whatnot you know coming out with special models uh everything for it so it's gonna be interesting to see how they approach that with the suv as compared to the road cars um, you know, obviously, you come up with all these special models and celebratory models and whatnot, you know, um, like for the SF90 and that stuff and throughout the years doing everything. But I'm curious to see how they handle this with this SUV and what comes about because I have a feeling it's going to be extremely successful. Unfortunately, you're probably going to see, too, as you know, it's they're going to, um, you got to be one of those special people, previous or current Ferrari owner. who got to own five or ten of them and whatnot to be able to get the first ones out the door. And then, you know, they'll turn around and sell them for triple the price to make a bunch of money. But, um, so it remains to be seen. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'm kind of excited. I don't know how many you, know, you guys are, but, you know, I'm really excited to see how this comes out. Because, you know, from what I've seen, I think that's going to be a really, really cool vehicle. But now, I said, is, um, you know, the the next big thing, I don't know about all of you guys, but I'm a huge F1 fan. I've been for, God knows, for, God, many, 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 many years. Um, so... I'm looking forward to the new F1 season. Now, obviously, everything was supposed to happen all new this past season, but since COVID and everything like that hit, they pushed off here just because of money whatnot. You know, we had that crazy, you know, the crazy year of no fans, no nothing. How they pulled off all those races is beyond me. But, you know, somehow, some way, they did it. God bless them. Um, but, you know, obviously, then last year they had uh, – You know, return to the fans, everything like that. So, and everything's on board now. We're going to have the cost cap um, was 140 million or 145 million for uh, 2022 is your cost cap. So, I'm really curious to see how this helps. You know, the smaller teams. Now, I know it's like I know Haas really didn't even come close to you know spending that kind of money. I mean, they think they're in like the 80 to 90 million range. You know, doing it, but how their you know unique approach to that um, being basically um gotta say an understudy um uh, you know uh however their alignment is with ferrari i mean you really don't hear much about it when they first came in you know it was you know they were touting it big time in regards to how their collaboration with ferrari is going to be and everything like that and, you know in that first year they did phenomenal they did really really well we right out of the gate and everyone was like shocked you know you don't that doesn't happen a new team but then obviously reality set in um you know, uh, in-season improvements. You know, they just were lacking in that department. But said, all these other smaller teams, it's going to be interesting to see how they um, come out this year in regards to pace um, and just, you know, what they'll be able to do update-wise, everything along those lines. Because everything's supposed to tighten up the racing. The new aerodynamics is supposed to create a lot more closer racing. You're supposed to be able to follow – especially going into corners or maybe, you know, more, a, I guess um, it's got like a, a longer radius corner to it, not something so tight, you know, where you can be able to follow the car and the airflow that's coming over and through the car in front of you is not, you know, getting taken off of your car where all of a sudden your whole front end washes out, you have no downforce, and you got to back off or you're just going to end up in the kitty litter. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But on the other side, is the cars look gorgeous. Uh, I think those 18 inch rims look really, really good on those cars. Um, it really kind of gives it a completely different look. I mean, just they, to me, they they look like how they should for the time and age we're living in. You know, they were getting a little out of hand there with the size and everything like that and just all the appendages and everything they were putting on these things. But to me, I think these things look phenomenal. So uh, I'm really, really excited that. And, I mean, and it's crazy to think that we only got like, what was it? Um, I think another couple of weeks, what is it, in, uh, I think it was early February, um, that Ferrari is going to drop, you know, break the covers off of it. So I, I can't wait for that. And obviously um, they'll have their uh, I would say, winter testing, preseason testing now. Um, How they do it, they do it over there in Spain. Um, so I can't wait for that to have. That's going to be really, really awesome. And before you know it, racing is going to be here again um so have that season open man it's gonna be outstanding now i know this year i'm gonna try and make my way down to austin uh, i got some family that lives down there so i definitely want to hit up that one i've, I've been to the up to montreal was in india a bunch of times for when they had it at indianapolis um i tell you what man if any of you have not ever been to an f1 race you got to go you know and and uh, i'm really really excited to see how miami's gonna come out that's gonna be really cool too um I don't know so much about like go there and physically watch the race because you're really not going to be able to see much because of where they're racing and how the track's set up, but that's going to be really cool too. The track layout, everything like that's supposed to be really cool. You know, just looking at what I've seen so far online, you know, it's supposed to be really, really good. So lots of cool stuff coming up in F1 for uh, 2022, not only just the new cars, but, you know, new races, Miami getting added, and it's just going to be outstanding. Now I feel sorry for those teams and the guys working on the teams because, man, that's just a long haul for that season to be able to do that many races going all around the world like that, not getting much of a break. I mean, man, that just, uh, got to kill those guys. I mean, that's just, I mean, how do you, how do you have a home life or something along those lines? You know, you're gone that much. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if anyone out there that's listening, uh, takes a listen to this podcast, um, uh, and works on with F1 teams, that's on one of the traveling's. Hey, drop me a line. Let me know, shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to you. Let's get you on here. And, um, we'll chit chat a little bit and just about your experiences and how that works and what you guys do and like how far ahead, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to find out more about that or, or Hey, if you, you're retired from doing that, or you did it for a little bit, why not reach out to me, man, drop me a line, you know, shoot me an email, you know, William at the Ferrari marketplace.com. Uh, let me know and uh, we'll chit chat a little bit. We can uh, set something up and uh, get you on here. So, but kind of one last thing I want to end on, um, I came across this kind of doing a little research to get this first one off the ground, and but I'll post it um, on the website. I'll post it on LinkedIn. I'll post it all over the place. But I I hadn't heard about this, but there was a testing accident. Well, I say testing, but a test mule was out being uh, run around, and they, uh, whoever was driving it, had a bit of a problem. Um, They crunched this thing. Big time. I mean, you'll see the the video and the photos. Man, they they whacked the front end really good. Now, it's got an SF ninety body on it, but obviously it's just being disguised because it's got all the camo tape on everything on it. So I'm really curious to you know what kind of what they were uh, doing. So I was just, you know more horsepower and whatnot, but. I mean, I'll drop the video, and you'll see for yourselves how bad this thing was crunched. So, suppose the driver was okay. Whoever was do, do, doing the driving, I guess they walked away. They were fine. You know, everything took place. Um, but the one thing that's interesting, you know, if you look at, watch the video on that, is, you know, that front end got whacked hard, and there no airbags went off. So, I don't know in these test mules if they don't have them, you know, hooked up or they're not in, or how that works, no idea. Um, Anyone out there knows how that works, when test mules, you know, they're out on the road, they got to have that kind of stuff, you know, hooked up or whatnot. Be curious to know, because this person took a nice big whack in the front end, like dead nuts straight on, and, you know, no airbags went off. So, um, curious about that. Anyone out there know the answer to that, let me know. Be curious to uh, find the answer to that. Shoot me an email or just drop it in the uh, chat section and let me know, so, but I'll put that out there, so. But anyways hey this is the first one you know getting it out there it's going to be extremely rough i know i get it so i apologize um you know if you know i got some things wrong whatnot again i'm sorry you know trying to get this first one out i got my notes here but you know trying to go through it as i do more obviously we'll get a little better um flow to it and a little better information on it and you know get a little bit longer but you know again my apologies Take it easy on me. Hey, got to start somewhere, right? But, hey, as I said before, if you're in the industry, if you work, you know, somehow involved with Ferrari, hey, you're just a big Ferrari fan whatnot, you got something you want to talk about, shoot me an email, william at com and uh, let's set something up. We'll chat. You know, I want to try and do, like, one, two of these a week, you know, not keep them too long, too crazy, you know, something that someone you know, can just listen to on their way into work or what have you, just nice you know, keep it around, you know, half hour or whatnot um hey if it goes longer it goes longer you know it just depends on what we're talking about you know as you start shooting the you know you know what doing everything is you'll know, just end some loose track of time but said so shoot me an email let me know uh if you got any topics you'd like to discuss or topics you'd like me to talk about whatnot or anything you guys are curious about let me know um like i said you know i'm trying to expand um what goes on with the Ferrari marketplace. You know, I want to do the podcast. I'm going to start doing the YouTube videos. Um, And on there, we know, handle private client sales. So um, if there's, you got something out there you want to handle off market, you know, let me know. Got a database of clients and whatnot, you know, kind of nose around looking for some specific vehicles. So, hey, you know, you want to keep it hush-hush and, you know, keep it on the down low because as you know, something gets out there, your price gets out there, it gets known, hey, and all of a sudden that's what that, car's price tags like hey let's keep values up you know these cars are you know basically you know hey these are this is artwork you know it's been designated you know these things are gorgeous vehicles so let's go do what we can to keep up uh, values of these cars Um, so but like I said hey if you want to reach out to me you know we handle off-market private uh, client services so uh, and sales and that so but anyways like I said, take it easy on me. This was the first one. Uh, just try and get the hang of this. And I said, you got to start somewhere. But listen, uh, I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I said, shoot me an email. of your thoughts, ideas. Uh, if you want to get on here and talk, hey, shoot me the email. William at theferrarimarketplace.com. Hey, everyone, have a happy new year. And hopefully all goes well. And everyone, just remember, we're all in this together. Take care. Peace. This episode has been brought to you by Grand Touring Motorsports as part of our motoring podcast network. For more episodes like this, tune in each week for more exciting and educational content from organizations like the Exotic Car Marketplace, the Motoring Historian, Brake Fix, and many others. If you'd like to support Grand Touring Motorsports and the Motoring Podcast Network, sign up for one of our many sponsorship tiers at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. Please note that the content, opinions, and materials presented and expressed in this episode are those of its creator, and this episode has been published with their consent. If you have any inquiries about this program, please contact the creators of this episode via email or social media, as mentioned in the episode.